Today, we are going to be talking about Blade Runner 2049, so stay tuned. Welcome to The Real Review. Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. Everybody, I am here with Joel, that Porg Life Cunningham. Porg. Oh, come on. Porgs, dude. You've got to attack me because of my Porg dislike. Yeah, dude. Hey, if you don't know what Porgs are, you probably can't see this, <laughs> but that's a Porg. He's that new Star Wars character that they're adding for the... Next, yeah, last they're Jedi gonna film. sell a bajillion of plush dolls. That, that was the only element of the new trailer that I really didn't like, and it was immediately because I saw it and I was like, "Cash grab." That was oh exactly what I saw. Is he it's... in other? I'm guessing he's no, in this, the. This is his first time. In he's not in any other type of. Well, he's media? in like some uh, animated shorts that came out recently. Oh, uh, like okay. Preparing. So it's kind of like uh, C3PO's uh, red arm. Oh, you wondering how I got my red arm, aren't you? No, I it's think we're like going to find out. They're probably really intelligent. Maybe Porg is like the they're Jedi like, Master. They're like little Yodas. He's like the new Yoda. <laughs> they're like penguin <laughs> puffins. Okay. Well, I could just tell from the way that they design. They never make like an ugly, you know, little thing. It's always a really adorable little thing. But, yeah, like a know. BB-8. Yeah, like a BB-8. <laughs> I liked BB-8 though because yeah. BB-8 fits with the droid this thing, you know. might it. Maybe it Joel, who am I today? Today, you are Matt, sits in his car at night and watches The Flash. Hey. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> it's so true. Yes. Yo, The Flash is back. The Flash is back. We'll be talking about that Later probably on. in our Tube Talk episode. Yes. Coming up after this. But you were uh, catching up on the first episode, which I have not had a chance to see. Yes. But I got big hopes based upon your oh, man. impressions. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's like basically retconning all last season. Absolutely. But uh, <laughs> why don't, So why don't, why don't you tell... Tell more about the podcast. Yeah, man. So what we do <laughs> on the Real Review podcast is we approach... Uh, drinking LaCroix. Well, Drinking LaCroix, yes. Yeah. We are unofficially sponsored by them. They don't pay us. In fact, we pay them to drink their beverages, but... <laughs> it's worth it. It's LaCroix worth people, if you're watching us, please send us LaCroix. We will drink them forever on air. It's worth the cost. Anyways. The four ninety nine, whatever it is for... for... $4.99 for that? Well, for the, for the case. Oh, okay, yeah, for yeah. the case, yes. Not the individuals. So, that would be a little excessive. So uh, the way that we break it down is we like to approach film review from kind of our different perspectives. And, and we got two extremes, two semi-extremes on how we approach things. Yes. Joel, you were very analytical, critical, yeah. uh, very uh, in the details and nitpicky and maybe a little negative, <laughs> where I am maybe a little bit more about how does it make me feel? Does it hit me in the feels? Does it make me feel like more emotional? Am I attached to this character more so? Uh, I'm potentially more emotionally unstable. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Good way um, putting it, good cop, bad cop. Yes. Kind of how I see it. Well, yeah, kind of, <laughs> a little bit. Not so, quite that way. But. And uh, that's kind of, so we kind of blend those two together and that's what we get, the real review, and that's what we do. Which... Based upon our conversation earlier about the film we're talking about today, Blade Runner 2049, that actually might play a pretty big impact on our review for this one. Yes, I kind of briefly like, mentioned something to yeah, you Yeah, we earlier. might be a little bit at odds in regards to certain aspects. Yes. So we'll be getting into that, though. I'll probably get some on. hate mail, too. I'm excited. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, we don't get too much hate mail. But, thankfully, our listeners are pretty friendly. It's all good. But yeah. Joel, 
Yes. Why don't you tell everybody how they get connected with us? Sure. I will definitely do that. So we've got our website, which is realviewmedia.com. You can check us out there. We're always posting really awesome stuff. And then additionally, we have our Facebook, which is facebook.com slash realreviewmedia. So true. Yes. We have our Facebook. We have also our Twitter and our Instagram, which is both at realreviewmedia. Love yeah. to connect with you on those. And then lastly, if you want to drop us a line, let us know what you think of the podcast. Yeah. Any uh, thoughts for reviews or potential inquiries for different stuff we're going to be doing. Uh, you can send us an email. Drop us a line at realreviewmedia at gmail.com. Also, we also recently what? revived our YouTube channel. We did. Yes. yes. Which if you're watching this in video, you realize this. Yes. You know what's <laughs> actually really fun yeah. is uh, I've been doing trailer reaction videos. You've been doing a ton of trailer reactions. I know. <laughs> like, every so day you're fun. doing like three. I'm like, where are you finding the time for all these trailer reactions? So there's a, a, an abandoned break room <laughs> at my work. Oh, wow. Okay. I go in there. Oh, it's actually an abandoned office. I go in there, yeah. I lock the door, and I basically just sit there. And it only takes a couple minutes, and I'm just like... Oh, that looks cool. I react yeah, yeah. to the video. I recently dropped the one for the last Jedi trailer. Yeah. Uh, that one gave me goosebumps, but um, not all of them do. Goosely some bumps. of them do. And uh, yeah, check out. We're going to post stuff on there, start doing some stuff, and uh, I'm going to keep doing trailer reactions, getting some good responses you from keep you guys. Doing so those. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. I have not done one yet. I don't think I will be, but we'll yeah. see. So good. Maybe it's one okay. day. I'll find my own. I'll find my own little vignette video. That yeah, I can do for something like Joel tears apart blah, and I'll just sit there and I'll give like a five second tear apart of a film. How about That's that? going viral. It's <laughs> gonna go viral Very true. Yes. Anyways, <laughs> so let's uh, let's dive right into this beast because this week we mm-hmm. are talking about Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Oh yeah, one of the biggest releases of the year. Yes, uh, and very anticipated by a lot of people. Correct. Some people have been waiting for this for thirty five years since the original came out. I haven't. I haven't been alive that long. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, 32 years, but then I would, didn't see the film until I was probably 17 the first time when I saw yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't see the first film until last week. Yeah, but the thing was, the first time I saw the film, this is the kind of film that you definitely felt doesn't warrant a sequel. Like when they originally, when they were literally, originally releasing films during this era that, you know, they're releasing the original Blade Runner. This wasn't a ser- like an era where sequels were common. Right. You know, there were certain types of films where you knew they were going to make sequels for them, like Bond and everything. But this was a type of film where it was like, yeah, this is a standalone sci-fi noir type film that's probably never going to see a sequel. But we live in an era now where everything and its brother is going to have a sequel. Right. So I'm already waiting for the Blade Runner reboot that the inevitably is going to bring about. If it makes money, the they're going to do a sequel. Yeah, pretty much. Well, we're going to talk about that in a second too because uh, I think the sequel might be up in the air for this guy. But we will we'll see. Mm-hmm. So um, just to give you a breakdown, if you're unfamiliar with it, this is a sequel to the original uh, so a young Blade Runner's discovery of a long breed secret leads him to track down former Blade Runner Rick Deckard, who's been missing for 30 years, directed by Denis Villeneuve, uh, written by Hampton Fancher and Michael Green. Actually, um, uh, one of those guys worked on the original. Yes. The, and, um, uh, Hampton Fincher yep. wrote the original. And this stars- well, Wrote the main script and then had some rewrites. Right. So it. we got uh, Harrison Ford. Yep. Obviously, and then we have Ryan Gosling, Dave Bautista, Robin Wright, Mark Arnold, uh, Anna de Armas, um, who I actually really enjoyed, um, mm-hmm. Vilma, <laughs> and uh, a number of other people. It's a great, as well. she's, she's not that important. She's just the angry Jared Leto. Lady. Yeah, yeah, Jared Leto's definitely in there. Uh, Sylvia Ho- Hoax, I should yeah, say. Yeah, Sylvia also. Hoax. Hoax yeah. as love. 
She's a little bit intense. Yeah, and then also Edward James almost makes his cameo yeah, appearance basically as Gaff. I did like Gaff. that. I did like uh, that. He didn't, unfortunately, he didn't do his city speak quite as much as I was hoping. He was kind of known for that in the original with the, the city speak style, which is a language in the original that they'd kind of invented over time. I guess you could yeah, say. Yeah, well, he's had a lot. He's had 35 years to just be like, I'm done with that. I so. guess that's true. A lot has gone on. So I don't know if you had a chance to look into this, is outside of the whole movie talk, but uh, at some of the short films and additional content that they released to kind of explain the period between the first and the second film. So Denny Villeneuve, you know, director, yeah. decided that he had to figure out, okay, well, what actually happened between this, you know, 30 ish year period between the first film and the second film? For sure. And so he partnered with a couple of famous like directors and stuff like that to create a couple short films as well as uh, an animated short, which kind of talks about the blackout that's uh, mentioned in, um, in 2049. So uh, if you get a chance, they're interesting. Um, okay. That, I, they're cool to check out. I'll have I think to check it out. I, haven't, I heard about them, but I never watched it. Yeah, so, they're pretty cool. And they're short. They're like, they're each like 11 to 12 minutes. So let me break this down for you real quick, just so you understand where I'm coming from. Um, I, I liked Blade Runner 2049. I didn't love it. Yeah. But, um, like I said earlier, I had just seen the original Blade Runner, the final cut, by the way, which yep. a lot of people recommend. Yes. Um, I the, saw that for the yeah. first time last week. I have deferring opinions. We can talk a little bit about the different Blade There's Runner There's five different stuff. versions, right. you guys. <laughs> so you have the original theatrical cut, which was released based upon studio, heavy studio you know, requests. So the voiceover, voiceover yep. was a big part of it. They wanted there to be more of an explanation for why different things are going on. Right. Um, and then eventually you had all these different recuts that kind of yeah. came in, recolorizations and things like that. Right, and the final cut is this version which, without the voiceover, um, Ridley Scott, who's a director for the original, also inserted like a random clip of like a unicorn running. It's not you know random; I mean? it's there to explain something that happened. Right, the but end. the footage is actually left over, I believe, from what I heard uh, from Legend, the right. movie Legend. It's yeah. leftover footage, and so the original intent. They also had the of the, the film. Yeah. You can make arguments as to like what the original, and I'm starting to wonder with some of this. We're getting way off the track of 2049 we'll we'll eventually get back to it but i'm starting to wonder if this is one of those cases where it's very similar to like what we've had with the star wars and george lucas where you've kind of had a director with a vision that kind of at the original time created it didn't realize maybe the impact or the grandness of what the impact was going to be right and since then has had this kind of relationship of like well this is still mine yeah and kind of over time tried to force little bits of things to go in there it's kind of feeling like that to me especially with the way that Ridley Scott has been making a lot of his films recently, which I have not enjoyed a great majority of the the more sure. you know recent films that he's released. Um, but I don't know. I guess that's to be determined still yeah. a little bit. Um, this is the final cut, though, thankfully. So it's not like he's going to be <laughs> final, final cut. You <laughs> know, final, yeah. final, final cut. cut two. You know, um, that's not going to happen. So uh, to give you my thoughts, and here's the thing. Yeah. Going into watching Blade Runner for the first time. Um, well, and should we break this down with like spoilery, non-spoilery portions? Or yeah, we'll, okay. we'll do that. So yeah. non-spoilers right now. But I, the first Blade Runner is beloved yeah. by many in the film industry. Um, and so I went in there thinking that this is a, a masterpiece film. Yeah. All right. Um, I don't know if that ruined kind of my perception of it. Yeah. But um, I thought it was all right. I think the thing that was masterful about it was the filmmaking yeah. aspect of it. Um, the script part of it is, I think, maybe what I had. And as far as the characterizations are concerned, um, I didn't feel connected to anybody in the original. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't feel that emotional pull. This is where our difference because differences will come in because I didn't feel like, you know, even even Harrison Ford's character, Rick Deckard, I was like, this guy's kind of a jerk and kind of like 
you know, abrupt and very kind of rough around the edges. I'm kind of like, he's, there's nothing charming about him. Yeah. And I was just like, eh, okay, whatever. I didn't really connect with anybody. Maybe Rachel. Um, but that was really it. Maybe also um, uh, uh, Rucker Howard's character yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But um, So I get what you're saying. Yeah. I, I <laughs> argue, totally get it. I get there's definitely aspects to the original Blade Runner that are weaknesses. I don't think the film at all is perfect. It has its flaws. Mm-hmm. I think Harrison Ford's acting job was a little kind of off at times. Sure. There's definitely some choices. It definitely reeks of like that 19, late 1970s, early 1980s kind of feel and vibe. Um, but I would say as far as a stylistic, as far as the thematic elements, the decisions that were made visually with the lighting. Oh, yeah. All um, that stuff, the like The complexity is- of the story. Yeah, it... It probably is up there. I'd say the only other film that you would say reached the same levels, the same heights of grandness, of impact, would probably be like Stanley Kubrick's 2001 Space Odyssey, which is in and of itself as well a film that is very divisive for some people. Um, This film, I think, has gotten a lot more critical, like a critical eye as of recent because of 2049. Yep. But I think if you look at it within the context of when it was released and what it did to sci-fi and kind of that whole genre, it really does stand the test of time as being sort of a perennial classic. Yeah. Is what I would say. You know, um, but there are weaknesses. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I'm not knocking the film at all. I think just for me, I didn't connect with it uh, emotionally, and that's what I need in a movie to really feel, you know, connected yeah. to it. Uh, like I said, all the filmmaking aspects, cinematography, the way the, the camera moved, the way the lighting was, the way the visual effects were in, in play. Yeah. Uh, just the the grittiness of the uh, the actual city, like at ground level, right. I felt um, claustrophobic at times. Yeah. Specifically, there's like a chase scene that mm-hmm. Harrison Ford's chasing down one of the replicants. Yeah, and I was just like, it's so congested. Stop! <laughs> like it was like claustrophobic for me. Yeah, but um, yeah, maybe we should get back to 2049. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we can stay. We can suppose it. We can summarize it to say that the original Blade Runner did have an amazing impact. Was in a lot of ways a good film, but had limitations. I mean, there's actually limited. You can actually go back and watch it. They used footage clips like during that chase scene, one of the guys dressed up as one of the human replicants and, or sorry, they had a female girl dressed up as that replicant to break through like the glass. There's like moments where you can actually see stunt doubles. Right, right, You know, right, so there's right. limitations in the film. It's not a perfect yeah. film by any means, yeah. but it's got a feel and a tone and a, a style that yeah. that has been really had very big impacts for sure for so, sure yeah let's get 2049 yeah 2049 <laughs> all of our watchers and listeners are like yeah hey guys hey i like 2049 on? better um okay. and i think the biggest strength for me going into this let's talk about positives up front yeah um i connected emotionally with ryan gosling's character k okay um <laughs> i was like i was saying k k to agree and K-K. i was like k k or joe whatever yeah. so um i connected with him um uh, pretty early on and a lot of it had to do with with uh his interaction with joy as well Mm -hmm. i liked i liked their chemistry um and i can't really talk about a lot of stuff without it being spoilery yeah but um i thought the acting was really good again first of all we're talking about denny villeneuve this guy has done like little to to nothing wrong in his directorial uh, style i mean he's coming off of arrival which was amazing he did uh didn't he do sicario also he did sicario which Uh, that was earlier you know just talking about the last film he was on was arrival which you know um a lot of awards prisoners which i loved prisoners yeah um he does he's been doing a lot of good stuff then we have roger deakins on cinematography every single can't go wrong every single frame of this movie was beautiful yeah um absolutely beautiful uh there was some stuff in there i was like man how 
how'd they do this? And and I, I guess I learned after the fact is a lot of the effects were practical. They had a lot of practical uh, set pieces mm. and stuff like that. And that was really, really cool. I, I thought the acting was really good. I actually thought Harrison Ford's acting in this was far better than what, obviously he's more tenured and he, you know, he's wiser. He knows that. I thought it was better. Yeah. Like it was, it was more had more depth yeah he got more emotional across i care for his character in this movie more yeah. than i did in the first movie I, he i would also say the weight of the entire film wasn't on him yeah it was a lot easier for him to kind of relax into the character without yep. having to go through all these different layers yeah. and nuances because you're pretty much you're encountering him very briefly and yep. i'm not going to spoil how or when or where yeah. but it's it's not very significant for the most part as to the impacts that he has to emotionally play on the other characters right he's more of a character to bounce things off of yeah um, so, but I, I do think he did a decent acting job. Yeah. Um, he was more of just his standard Harrison Fordiness. Yeah. You know, just kind of grumpy old man Harrison yeah. Ford, which is fine. Yeah. Um, so I didn't dislike him. There was a, um, there was a, sh- a shot, uh, and it's not spoiling anything, but you see a dog walking. Yeah. It was entirely CG, mm-hmm. but it looked so real and yeah. really, really cool. Yeah. I was like, that's awesome. Uh, there was just a lot of really, really cool visual things about this. I, I really enjoyed. I connected with Ryan Gosling's character emotionally, uh, even more so, like I said, Harrison Ford. Um, everybody, I thought, did a really, really good job. Even Dave Bautista, um, who's he's not known for those like kind of drawn, you know, kind of reserved roles a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I just, I, enjoy, I mean, I enjoyed yeah. that part of it. So I think what I got from this film was agreed the visual style was very good and very awesome. I don't think the visual style in my mind was the same for me. They're going to win a bunch of awards probably for the cinematography for this. We'll see if Roger Deakins finally gets an, an Academy right, Award because right. he never wins them. Um, but he should. Yeah. But I will say that it didn't quite approach the same style of the original film at all. I this was film okay was a lot. <laughs> well, this film was a lot brighter in a lot of ways. I yeah. mean, there is a moodiness and an atmosphere to the environments. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, the very first scene of the movie is you know ryan gosling going out to this farm basically that's yeah. out in the middle of nowhere this nowhere an open environment with sunlight and yeah they're inside and there's shadows inside but if you look at the original blade runner and i will say this i'm going to try to not approach this from the level of like well that's blade runner that is so much better i'm going to try and approach this from you know its own standpoint but i will say this I really enjoyed the cinematic and visual style, the lighting, the mood, the the atmosphere that was set by, you know, the the texture of the cinematography, if you will, from the original Blade Runner. And it wasn't present in this film. It was good cinematography. It was very um, impactful, very mood inducing, had a very strong tone. You could even say maybe in a sense it was like an expansion of the world, but I didn't like it as much mm. because it it didn't elicit that same noir feeling is what i would say the the noir tone was really a huge hugely um there because of the lighting and the cinematography sure of the original film this film was much more for me and i'm not i'm not saying good or bad i'm just talking about generalities here yeah, of yeah. the film this was more of a sci-fi mystery whereas the original was more of a sci-fi noir yeah you know it had that punkish type thing too going on with the the leather and the neon lights and you just it felt everything felt dirty and raw and grimy yeah um, there was a lot of rain. They were they spent um, I think pretty much all of this you know all the movie was basically spent in the city as well. Right. Whereas this film very minimal amount of time. You know he's got a few interactions with Mackenzie Davis. There wasn't a, a lot of Robin ground Wright, level and, yeah, stuff. Yeah, a lot of it is in buildings or out in environments or kind of floating around right. and like looking at things. And 
that's just a difference. I'm yeah. not going to attack that yet and say that like, oh, that was horrible. They were going for something different. Right. And what I really was trying to say there, and I think I kind of briefly said, was it it was an expansion of the Blade Runner universe. Now, do I think that was a good expansion? Was that a worthwhile expansion? That's where I'm a little like, yeah. Well, what were you your know? positives though? So obviously, cinematic style, I thought the acting for the most part was really, really good, except for I didn't really like Jared Leto. It wasn't necessarily his fault. I think the role just didn't fit him as well as it sure. should have. When you look at the original, you know, main, you know, Wallace versus Tyrell type mm-hmm. comparison, I was expecting somebody that was a little bit more experienced. It almost had inklings of, uh, I can't think of it, Batman versus Superman with um, Lex. Really? Yeah, it had inklings Ooh. of that to me. It felt like a person trying to act up to an age <laughs> instead did. of just being that age. Oh, no. <laughs> inklings of that. And I'm not You're saying he did anywhere near as Jolly bad Rancher? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying he did anywhere near as bad of an acting job. Eat it. Because he was Eat interesting. It. But, Eat the Jolly Rancher. Yeah, but there was also limitations. Uh, well, we're talking about positive. Yeah. So I'll stick with the positives for now. So I do think that the acting, for the most part, was really good. And there was definite... I really liked... I really liked that they tried to set a mood. They didn't just like with with a lot of the shots. You're just kind of looking at environments. You're looking around, mm-hmm. seeing different things. They're letting you absorb kind of the environment, and that does set a tone and a feel for a scene. And I think the action at times as well was very visceral. Yeah, um, much more so than the original. There was a couple scenes of real strong violence. I mean, the you know, opening when Tyrell gets his pretty... eyes plucked oh, out. Yeah, there, yeah. Spoilers, but you know, like. There's just th- people getting really mer- massacred a couple yeah. times here uh, with a couple things. And it was almost borderline horror in some ways to me. Oh, okay. The way that it was just so strongly like, I don't want to spoil anything. We'll talk about that maybe more when we get to like yeah, the spoiler Yeah, I didn't so. get those vibes. Yeah. So um, that that's a, those are kind of my main positives. Okay, I got gotcha. I mean, that does take you far. You're, I'm able to forgive a lot when there is a strong visual style. Yeah. And Roger Deakins had a very strong visual style and it really did emote a lot of things and a lot of feelings um, through that. Um, I, my, okay, let me talk about my negatives. Okay. Too dang long. <laughs> well, yeah. This movie was like. That's kind of the one, like everybody's saying that. Nearly three hours long. Yeah. It did not need to be three hours long. I know a lot of times they were probably milking, you know, hey, let's get, you know, a lot of this cityscape. And I appreciate a lot of that stuff, but it didn't need to be two hours and 45 minutes long. Yeah. Um, The other thing was, and this is a spoiler, I'll talk about it later, is how uh, Ryan Gosling's character arc, what took him, which I wasn't necessarily disappointed by, like, what direction. happened yeah but i was i did i just it hit, <laughs> hit me emotionally and i'll talk about it it hit me emotionally in a way i didn't want it to because i felt like i was you know uh on board so yeah i would say length um emotionally uh didn't like how i felt at the end yeah um i left i left kind of feeling you know just like down a little bit yeah just about stuff yeah um and that's okay. It doesn't necessarily mean it makes it a bad movie. Just for me, it, it didn't make me feel good. Yeah. Um, I would say, let's see here. Uh, they kind of set it up for a, a potential third one. Yeah. Um, with a lot of what Jared Leto's character is talking about. And don't want to spoil that either, but we'll get into that. And I don't know if I really feel like uh, it needed to go there, but I feel like it might 
Yeah. So yeah. Um, that's it, I guess, as far as negatives. Not not a ton of really negative things. Yeah. But, yeah. I would agree with length. Overall length was way too long. At Yes and no. Yeah. I think what was lacking in the film that could have... And I'm, I am I will say this too, because we're breaking Michael in Bay. negatives now. Michael Bay, that's what it's like. Yeah, it's Michael Bay. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're, I, overall, I like the film, but there was some very strong negatives in this one that I that I thought were negatives in comparison to Blade Runner, even though I'm not trying sure. to compare it. I'm just using that as a, a jumping point. But I felt like thematically, there wasn't as much nuance and a much as much to latch onto. It was much more just about the idea of humans versus replicants and yeah. a battle between them. Whereas the first film was much more, and there was elements for sure of this idea of like, you know, being born versus, you know, having memories implanted. Is there a soul? Is there, there was elements of that at play, but there was so much more depth to that with Harrison Ford, where he's not only talking about, you know, what is real, what is human, what is not real, but he's also talking about what, what is, what is meaning? What is purpose? Like, why do we exist? Does it matter? Do we exist? You know, the whole idea of, you know, the, it's like drops of it's like tears in the rain is like, what's the point? If you can't even see, it doesn't even matter. You're not, it's not even there. You're not even there. There was thematic elements that really were a driving force behind the story and the tone and the dialogue so much, so often in the original Blade Runner that I really appreciated And I really liked that. I really didn't feel like there was so many times where the dialogue in this film was just so on the nose. Okay. You know, the, the example of Robin Wright, like you stopped a war. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she was just so like, you know, on the nose. The one thing that I really thought was cool and where it started to kind of get into like that nuance of deeper meaning and purpose was, um, and I don't think this is too spoilery, but that test that they do to the replicants where they kind of make them yeah, it's go called through the, a series uh, of questions. Voight Kampf or whatever. Right. Like to find out, you know, are you at your, are you where you need to be right. more or less? That's kind of where it got into that depth. And I kind of wish that it had kind of gone deeper with that. And I think another reason, and we've talked about this is, the idea that, you know, and this isn't, I don't believe this is a spoil, but Ryan Gosling is a uh, is a replicant, you know? Right. The fact that he's a replicant, it makes it harder, I will say, and this is a personal issue that I have, <laughs> it's harder for me to connect in with a character that I know is a robot because I feel like they're not real. And maybe that's just a personal issue. But I think as well, there was a lot of strange flatness to a lot of the acting and a lot of the characters at times where it was like, he's like, I never smile. I'm just always like, you know, and he even says that at one point, like I never smile, but it's like, there's no reason that the other characters and the other replicants can't have an emotion. The thing that happened in the original Blade Runner, which was so awesome, was that they had emotion, but they just had weird emotion. They had like these heights of rage or like, it was like they were unable to control it. There was like this insanity that was kind of built in because they were like these imperfect creatures and I kind of like that. And it was also maybe partially because of, you know, they're living in this environment where it's so claustrophobic and everybody is, you know, forced to be mangled and yeah. the value of life has dropped so far. And it's been 35 years though, too. The replicant technology is better. I know, but it, it, it makes for boringness. And I, I would say the last, <laughs> the last, the last thing that was kind of, I besides Jared Leto, who I didn't necessarily think was sure. the greatest in there, I didn't really get what his motive was. I, I He was like, creating these things because he wanted to create a bazillion more of them but was it just to make more money was it just to be like this god guy was it what exactly was he trying it just wasn't clear enough to me i have a theory we can talk about it we can talk about it. and it, he kind of mentions it and he talks a little bit but it, he goes in this whole metaphor of like angels and gods and it's almost like he's trying to play god but then it all boils down to basically the idea that he just wants to create a bunch of 
replicants so that he can set up this mining universe. You know what I mean? So I'm spoiling. I apologize distinctly that I'm spoiling probably a bit. But uh, yeah, it just kind of gave this general sense of just kind of like, eh, everything was, yeah, it wasn't like as interesting. It wasn't as fun. I think if the theme aspects had been there stronger, it would have made those moments where you're just kind of, because the thing that those shots of just the city environment in the original Mm -hmm. Blade Runner did so well is that it got you into that sense of just like your smallness, you know, what is the purpose of it? What is, you know, congestion and being part of that milieu. So I I really felt like that was kind of lost. Okay. I gotcha. In a lot of those scenes. So, but well, you kind of felt different about some of these things. Yeah. So, yeah, I gotcha. And I didn't always like this, a minor gripe, but I didn't always like the direction that they took with some of like the horrific elements. There was a lot more nudity. There was a lot more horror, a lot more people dying very gruesomely. And it just felt like, yeah, there was people that died some pretty grisly deaths in the original, but consistently in this one, it was like, if they're going to go out, they're going to go out in a really grisly, (laughs) really dark way. So, yeah. yeah. So I gotcha. So do you want to give rating? Yeah, you give your rating, bro. So my rating for this is 82. Really? To B minus, yeah. Oh, okay. I kind of thought you'd be lower than that. Yeah. Interesting. Well, like I said, I, I, I overall like enjoyed the film. Yeah. I think because of one, namely, I'm a big fan of sci-fi. We're yeah. not going to lie about that. There was some theme elements there that were cool. There was very awesome visual style. Yeah. And that, that saved a lot. Roger Deakins saved a lot from yeah. this film for me. I'm at 87. Okay. Yeah. So kind of that B, B plus yeah. area. So maybe not as divergent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As we thought. But. Yeah. But we can always, uh, we'll always have the Book of Henry. <laughs> let's not go there okay so there. we're gonna uh go like this now we're gonna be hey spoilers coming up we're gonna go into spoilers so if you don't want to hear any spoilers we're gonna stop dive deep into this stop the video stop. real quick stop it stop don't watch any more video don't listen to any more podcasts stop the podcast. here we go five four three two one ryan uh, gosling dies he does die <laughs> or he's taking the best nap ever yes he's having a coma <laughs> He's having a wonderful coma-ish nap on yes. the steps outside of the, the dream center. I was bummed the out about center, that. The memory okay. center, I should so say. So let me just say this. because yeah. I, I was you, fine with him dying. You couldn't... I know, you said you couldn't connect with Ryan Gosling's right. character, but I did because I felt like he was like trying to be human. Like yeah. he was like I felt like he was having these feelings felt, and emotions. I felt that with his yeah. connection with joy. And so I was like, oh, I was kind of on board with him. He, and he like loved her. And then she, right. you know, she died. That's where I was the most connected to him. Yeah. Is when, when he lost joy. Yeah. That, that was probably my saddest moment of the entire film. Right. I mean, that was really dark. Yeah. I'm like, oh, joy. Yeah. She's yeah. such a, but that also begs the question. I mean, why didn't she just like back herself up to an external hard drive? He didn't only have to have one copy. He couldn't, like, you can't make yeah. additional so, copies of this and send was, it to the cloud or I, like I was what? super bummed out by that. Um, I mean, I've, I've got my, my editing computer right over there. So. And I'm backing it up to like five different places right now. Right. <laughs> so the big twist, the big twist in yeah. this movie is, um, our replicant Rachel had a baby, uh, uh, Deckard's yes. kid. Right. So uh, the thing with that is the whole time, and I knew this wasn't the case because they were telegraphing it. Of right. the whole beginning of the movie was it's kind of like a like a tension of will they, won't they, or like, right? Is well, he, isn't he? They were telegraphing the fact that Ryan Gosling, you know, was going to be the kid right. of uh, Deckard and right. Rachel from right. the first Blade Runner. And that whole time, I'm like, they're really, they're. It's too obvious. I was like, they're making this really obvious. This can't be the right answer. Yeah. So the whole thing was Ryan Gosling's finding his purpose, like I felt like. And, and, and when somebody finds their purpose in something, 
especially in a show or in a movie, it makes me happy. Yeah. And so he's like finding this purpose. And then and then all of the air gets sucked out of it. The big twist is he's not the kid. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, and he just I just felt devastated for him. I was like, oh. He definitely this is such a bummer. Right. He just lost joy. He just and lost then he also joy. found out he's not human. And he has like Or no whatever purpose. that would be. It wouldn't be human. It would be a replicant baby. Yeah. I yeah, guess. yeah. yeah. Which they never that's the, the reason I was having problems is they never really explained certain aspects of what that would mean if you're that you're like a like a baby of a replicant. They didn't really explain enough about how that works and what that means right. to me. Um we do need there's one thing we do need to talk about. Um, and that was the scene with Mackenzie Davis and Joy. Oh, that was weird. The lovemaking scene. Um, that started she's off. She's in, uh, she was, uh, uh, Black Mirror, um, San. Yes, um, she's the winner. Yeah, the, the San Bern, not San Bernardino. Yeah. <laughs> San Bernardino. <laughs> I don't remember, uh, but yeah. San That's Junipero. That's the point. Yeah, San yeah. Junipero. That scene started off kind of sweet. And yeah. it's like, oh, that, you know, she's doing what she can to, to make her boyfriend happy. Lover, whatever you want to yeah. call him. And then it got really weird and it just kept going and going and going. And then the moment that it got really weird to me and I kind of was like, was the part with the hands on the back of his head. Oh, really? And it turned into like the ring or something or like the grudge where you see what? like these intertwining double hands oh. behind his head. Remember see, that? See, I didn't find that that weird. That got super weird to me. And it know. was like, I got it, but I didn't. And then the, then part of the, part of the thing to me that kind of, like things were kind of left a little bit open and didn't make sense to me. Sure. So when did Joy start telling him that he was special because he was a he was born? You know what I mean? Because she's yeah. like saying, "See, I was always telling you that," and then that turned out to not be the case. So that kind of undid that. And yeah. then additionally, she's he's going back into the I city. Think Joy just loved him. Yeah, but it's then like he's going back into the Los Angeles city. And oh, I thought that was a really cool scene, a very effective scene though on the rooftop when she's experiencing rain for the first time. I thought yeah, that was yeah. cool. I was trying to figure out at first is like, is she becoming real? What well, is this happening? Is, this is where the whole characterizations and stuff and the relationship started to not make sense to me. Then she's like interacting with him on when he's like walking into this Los Angeles, right? And she's the giant naked version of herself, which right. was again they had way too much nudity. I didn't need anywhere near as much nudity. The whole scene with like the birthing thing with Jared Leto was weird. Um, yeah, that reminded me of the Matrix. and she calls him Joe. And yeah. so I'm like, so was all of this basically just programming, like all of her love and yeah, her artificial like stuff? So then it immediately cut out the whole depth of that relationship that she had once had. Right. You know, which it just kind of undid it. And then I thought as well, the final battle that he had with um, Love, who I thought out of all the, I mean, she did some pretty gnarly stuff in yeah. that. The, the punch that she did to the poor, I can't think of his name, but the- Oh, the the mortician guy. Yeah, when she's corner. like, here, hold this. And she like- Oh my oh, that was gosh. That's what I'm saying. It like took on horrific elements. Yeah, that was where crazy. She, like, that was one of the worst Broke his ones. neck from the back and he's like compressed. Yeah, it was just- He's just bleeding out of everywhere. Exactly. His eyes are filling with blood and that's stuff. Right. It was so dark. Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> just, it felt viscerally like, where, why are you going this extreme with it? I was kind of okay with it. I mean, it didn't- give me that off putting but tonally I don't know it was just um, a, it was a bit odd because the film felt a lot and this is where I was at with the lighting the film felt a lot brighter it felt a lot more open yeah. and full and the original film because it is so claustrophobic and it's so dark and shadowy and there's lots of like rays of light shooting through things it felt claustrophobic it felt st- so it made sense when these dark bad things were happening but when you're in this environment where it's like hey we're just walking through the desert and stuff like that which the las vegas stuff is kind of cool and i thought yeah. the whole interaction he had with harrison ford was great 
when he finally first meets him and they just yeah, get in that yeah, fight. Yeah. That was, I thought that fight was really fun was and the fact cool. that and he just kept punching like, him and he's like, okay, you want to get a drink? Okay, let's <laughs> get a drink. <laughs> I thought that was really cool too. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, there was just elements to that that really made the tone feel, because of that cinematography, not feel quite as interesting to me. Right. And I think, I think the reason why it felt brighter it is felt because- It felt more modern. Whereas well, the first yeah. one I mean, revolutionized. It's modern, though. I mean, it's 35 I, years I know, later. But the first film revolutionized what that look was and that but feel we have, was. We you have know? a lot less neon in our day now than we than there was 35 years ago. I know, but it's a different universe. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. But um, yeah. I, uh, I'm not angry at you, Matt. The Las you. Vegas stuff was I cool. You. I did really enjoy that. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. All that. All that stuff was. I wasn't was cool. sure where they were, and then all of a sudden, I saw the two like naked girls like leaning against. I was like, okay, Las Vegas. Like, well, I thought what they you know. they passed the Luxor Hotel that like. Pyramid. Yeah, somebody pointed that out too, and I didn't actually see that. Um, I didn't actually. see I that. thought that I was like, oh, that's the Luxor. Is this yeah. kind of like upgraded or something? Yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah, and yeah, Lenny I James don't... made a cool cameo. I was like, oh, it's like a Walking Dead outside of Walking Dead. Oh, that's right. He was a really dark kind of. He was kind of like he was kind of like he was kind of like his when he was doing the clear stuff, like kind of crazy a little bit, but he was also like running like a child labor camp or something. Right, and that really went nowhere. I was kind of hoping that he would get killed or something like that, but that's kind of an element that, like you said, they might be expanding because they definitely are expanding the world. They're going to Las Vegas. They're going there. They're going out of the ocean. They're going to all these different, you know, buildings and stuff. So they definitely, whereas the first film took place in like maybe like five different environments. So the last thing I was thinking about was they're setting this up. First of all, this, this movie did terribly and underwhelmed at the box office. Um, Yeah. We can talk about that a little. And I feel, I felt like they're setting up, especially with Jared Leto was doing. And this is what my take was on what he was doing is he, was trying to create a replicant army uh, to eventually just take over and there to be only replicants and, you know, primarily basically take over and get rid of people. Possibly. That was kind of my thought. And so, possibly. And, and then you I'm not met disagreeing with you. The, the, same, the people that met with Kay or Ryan Gosling, that, that lady yeah. who's saying, you know, oh, you're not the son of, of Rick Deckard. You know, yeah. you are, you're not as a, it was a girl. Uh, they made it. That made it seem like too. You know, we're getting together our replicants. You know, people to for like an uprising, and that's kind of where I felt like maybe they were going to try and push it into like another thing. And I'm good. I'm glad they didn't overemphasize that because this movie didn't need to be setting up a franchise. You know. Yeah. But I felt like it could go there. Yeah. And so I was kind of torn on that. I was like, eh, I don't know. I just didn't. I didn't need that much depth to his character unless I understood why it was there. Why? And maybe that's part of the. Maybe there's like an extended universe thing. I didn't get like what his motivation really was. If that's what it was, if he's trying to set up a universe, like an army to take over the universe with, why? Like he's got everything. Reasons, bro. Right. Like, has he got a God complex? I mean, I need some sort of breakdown. I need like Robin Wright, who I felt was way underutilized in the script. I will say that as well. She literally was so one tone. She was basically like, we need to stop this. We need to find this child and kill it because reasons and don't get out of line. You know what I mean? Like she could have been that voice of like reason, that bringing of, you know, Ryan Gosling's character off the ledge, mm-hmm. you know, of like that she pushes him in the right direction at the right time. But instead she just came across as like the aggressive manager boss person. Right. Um, and then died. Yeah. <laughs> so, and she got it pretty grisly too. Yeah. Not anywhere near as bad as the poor, you know, because, that just because love was, love was involved yeah. with that one. But I liked, I mean, overall I liked everything. I thought, um, I really like Mackenzie Davis in this too. I'm a big fan of hers. Yeah, I like to see her good. in different stuff. Um, although the whole 
connection point that she had to that like underground resistance thing was a bit strange to me. And again, it was uh, all just kind of like, all right, well, I don't really get the point, but yeah. okay. So, well, hey, any other thoughts on this? No, I think that's it. I mean, there's a lot more I could say, but I, yeah. I don't want to go too far over. We've been talking for a while yeah. now. So, but, so you got a good yeah. history of Blade Runners, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, just to kind of recap, um, so that'll bring us to our end of our Blade Runner yeah. 2049 review. But to recap, uh, make sure you visit us, check us out on all of our uh, sessions, uh, places, social media, yeah. facebook.com slash Media, Twitter and Instagram at Media. YouTube.com slash the real review, uh, real review media at gmail.com. There Reach is, out to yeah. us, send us an email, uh, go to our website, and all that stuff is there. It's actually connected, updated at our website at realreviewmedia.com. Yes, sir. So check it out. And anything else, Joel? I think I'm good. Hey, well, I'm good too. <laughs> and you keep it classy and keep it real. It's been real. <laughs> it's been real.